We are not here to sing a duet. Um, um, I know some of you might think that's a good thing, and some of you might know that's a bad thing. But um, I did want to take this opportunity to uh, say how much I appreciate um, my teacher, my friend, my coworker, uh, mission colleague, uh, Dr. George Wilson, has been with us over the last few weeks, has been pretty much involved with the Cantonese uh, services uh, up until this time, but I wanted you to have an opportunity to know him because uh, his testimony and commitment to the Lord is uh, beyond question and uh, has been a great inspiration to me over the many years. And uh, I'm just thankful that God has called him to be with us these days. And so afterward, uh, we'll have more opportunity to talk with you, but uh, I'm going to leave it with you. All right, thank you. <laughs> Grace and peace on our Lord Jesus. Good morning. Is everybody awake? <laughs> if you're not, I'll put you to sleep in a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I thank the Lord for the opportunity to come and get to meet with you. Uh, I'm impressed with the size of the service, the number of people who are here. And your smiling faces, those I can see, some I can't see. <laughs> I'm genuinely old, and that's why he said the things he did. <laughs> but anyway, I'm happy that I can come. The uh, <clears throat> service this morning, the this topic that I chose, is one of my favorites. The reason it's favorite is because it convicts me. <laughs> it helps me to see myself more clearly. But more than that, it helps us to think about things that we don't know about. You know, Jesus gave parables. His words and parables are always a gift to our imagination. And you know what that means? It means you're free to think. <laughs> Sometimes scriptures are very precise. You know, you have certain words with certain meanings. But this is a little bit different. The parable is a comparison of two things. One thing you know, one thing you don't know about. This parable, I used to get really mad when I read it. I thought, how unfair. You know, here are these people that work from early in the morning to late in the evening, in the afternoon. And even though they paid them, you know, they gave them the same pay that the, the, the guys that came in at the last and hadn't worked very long. They got the same pay. It's, you know, no, it's not, it's not right. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> but, you know, and I thought that for a long time until I dug, dug a little bit more deeply into the parable and found that there are some things in there that I need to know and need to understand about God's kingdom. We're talking about God's kingdom. We're not talking about man. We're not talking about where we are or what we're doing or what we're not doing. We're talking about God and his concepts. So, you know, it'll help us to think about God. What is God like? Is God really like that? And is he fair? Uh, how do we understand him? Uh, sometimes we get the wrong idea about God. We think it's a quid pro quo, you know. You do certain good things and you get certain good results, you know. And, so, and some of the prosperity gospel movements today... We'll tell you that, you know, you're a good guy, you're a good girl, a good woman, a good man. You do all these nice things, and, and God rewards you because you're so good. <laughs> I used to think that about myself, 
But now I know it's not true. I thought if God rewarded me with what I deserved, I couldn't stand here this morning. I'd be dead. You know, God is fair. He is fair. And that's one thing the parable teaches us. Uh, you know, I, I learned that God is fair. He gives everybody the same. Uh, he, does, he doesn't make any special cases out of this guy or this woman or this man or this because he's old or because he's, he's served a long time or he was in important places. He did all these great things. God doesn't look at things that way. Sometimes we need to see how God sees. We need to look through God's eyes at what's taking place in the world, what's taking place with us, and what he expects us to do and to be. I thank the Lord that he's the Lord. I can make so many mistakes myself, and I can make so many poor judgments. You know, sometimes, you know, when we look at people, uh, we come up with a judgment and say, that guy, he's, he's ugly. <laughs> uh, that person, she's no good, you know. And, and we make judgments about people when actually we're not able to pull open their hearts and look on the inside and see what they're really like. Have you ever had that problem? <laughs> sometimes they're colleagues, uh, sometimes in the workplace, uh, sometimes in your home even. Uh, you can't always look in and see the motivation for which people come. But this tells us about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom. It belongs to him. He's got the right to do what he wants to, right? <laughs> what about our church? Is our church fair to the kingdom of God? Are we willing to, be, to realize that we're a part of God's kingdom and that God has the right to command us to, to do what he wants us to do, that we might be effective in our community, that we might be effective in our relationships with our friends, that we might call them to his kingdom, to his goodness, to his presence. Are we willing to recognize that this all belongs to God? This church building belongs to God. It doesn't belong to you and me. We give our offerings, but how much does that pay for how much good does that do? Well, it does some good. The church would have a hard time paying for its bills if we didn't make the offering. There's no free lunch. We have to make our commitments. We have to do our things. But don't think it depends on you or even me, especially me. God is so good. He takes all of us just like we are. That, that's one thing I learned about this parable is that God is very fair you know, and he treats everybody the same. He doesn't give one more than the other. If you come to serve him, if you're faithful in doing what you want to, he will bless you. But he doesn't bless you more than anybody else. And we don't know how much God looks down upon us and how he sees in our hearts and what he's willing to give and how much we really deserve. I find that you know, in this, this story, it talks about a denarius. A denarius is about a $1.25 in today's economy. Uh, that doesn't seem like very much for a day's labor, does it? Not even for an hour. <laughs> Who will work for a $1.25 for an hour? But what about the, the, the requirements of government, you know, to, to make, make sure that everybody gets a basic wage, <laughs> So you can feed your children, so you can feed your family, and so you can do all the things you need to do. Well, 
the, the, the landowner was there, at least, you know, at night before people went home so they could go home with some dignity in their hearts and lives. He called them together. He paid them for their day's work. You know, God is good. He takes care of our needs. He sees what we need. But I want to tell you something about this dollar and 25 cents. Don't get too upset about that. That's what I was upset about when I saw, golly, that's, that's, that's a pity. It's, you know, why did they have more? Why did they give a bigger wage, you know, and make it really generous? But what we need to see is that in terms of that day, it was generous. It was more generous than, it, than normally it was paid. So they were rewarded. And that's why, you know, when they came and they paid the people at the end of the day, who would come at the end of the day, they paid them that amount of money. Then everybody else said, ha, 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 we're going to get a bonus. <laughs> but that wasn't true. You see, this is God's way. And God sees things in a different way than we do. We, we forget sometimes that God is God, that he has the right to do what he needs to do and wants to do. He sees everything from a broad perspective. We see it in a tiny, narrow perspective. I see it as it relates to me. I don't care about the rest of these guys. I'm concerned about myself, right? <laughs> this is the way we tend to look at things. That's the way I do anyway. But that's the point of the story. It helps us to see things like God sees. The kingdom of heaven is a place where there's a lot of work to be done. So the landowner went out early in the morning. He found people in the marketplace waiting for a job. He said, come, join me. I'll give you this much. They said, wow, that's great. I'll do it. You know, they agreed to the, to the amount. He came back at 9 o'clock, at 12 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, all to the same. He said, I'll give you what's right. You know, that's the way God deals with us. He'll give us what's right. It's generous. It's more generous than we deserve already, right? <laughs> that's the way God is to us. So he gives us what's right. And then he came to that last little group, you know, and sometimes we think, wow, how we think we're the ones that have been working all day, right? And when you think about this parable, you say, I'm the one that started in the morning. I've been working all my day. You know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm sweaty. I'm worn out. I've done my best. And I, I need more. <laughs> Without considering what God was doing, God is concerned about his work. And, and, you know, we need to see this from this story, that he is concerned about what's going to happen through the whole world. That's what, the heaven, what heaven is about. is about taking all of the people who will come and go and follow God. Hear his word. Believe his goodness, his righteousness. Take him as he is and receive the blessings that come from grace. Grace has God given us far more than we deserve not measuring our bad deeds up against our right deeds or whatever, but because of his mercy and grace and goodness. He loves us. He gave himself for us. Isn't that what the rest of Scripture tells us? Jesus, who tells the story, is the very one who sacrificed his life. He gave himself. He took our place. He received death as a punishment for doing good. Right? <laughs> And then he took our place and gave us life that we did not deserve. 
If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Praise the Lord for his goodness and grace. But, you know, he saw the work that needed to be done. He wanted all the workers possible. So he went at 9 o'clock. He went at 12 o'clock. He went at 3 o'clock. He went at 5 o'clock. Bringing people into his, into his vineyard so that they could do the work. The world is great. It's on fire. It needs help. It needs you. It needs me. All of us who have joined together with Christ, take his side. Work with him for his wages for his grace, for his goodness, because we love him, because of what he's done for us. He's been more than fair to us. And he wants us to work for him and to be his laborers in his harvest. But you know, we don't work for contracts. That's the problem that I had, you know. When I saw this uh, scripture, I thought, well, what God wants is, uh, you know, to give a good day's work for a good day's wage, you know. And if I work hard, I need to get more, <laughs> I don't want to be treated like a common laborer. <laughs> I'm not common, am I? <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> I didn't discover that until later. But I'll tell you what happened to me. It says, you know, are your eyes red? You know, the, 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 the English, in, in one English version and the Chinese version, it says, Nan. you know, have you got a red eye? <laughs> it's an evil eye. You look at... Um, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. Uh, have you read that verse before? Uh, it tells about what the eye is worth and what it does. Look at that in your Bible. Uh, it says, you know, if the eye is dark, your whole life is dark. And sometimes this affects us more than we understand, more than we know. It's an evil eye. Why? Because it looks out for itself. It doesn't care about anybody else. When I was in Hong Kong uh, serving, I was working, uh, this was in the, in the 60s. Some of you weren't born yet. <laughs> but uh, in the 60s, I was working in Hong Kong, and I'd been there for a while. I worked hard to try to learn the language. I'm still trying. <laughs> I haven't got there yet. <laughs> but, um, and Chinese is not that easy, right? <laughs> some of you know that. <laughs> uh, some of you don't know that because <laughs> you speak it all the way. <laughs> But some of you are trying to, to follow your parents and trying to follow the, the good things about uh, what they t tell you should do. And, and you don't want to be that much of an outcast. And so you learn a few words. You know, you can get by. You can say hello, goodbye, and, and I love you, and things like that, you know. And it gets you by, you know. But some of us have to work really hard just to learn a few words, not a whole lot. But anyway, I was, I'd worked hard on the language uh, coming along a little bit, you know, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, anyway, just keep trying, keep trying. And uh, I was involved with uh, Hong Kong Baptist College at the time. I was involved with Hong Kong, with, um, uh, let's see, what else? Oh, Hong Kong Baptist Convention. I was uh, kind of an associate uh, to the Joan Hansi, to the to the director. And so um, I thought, and, you know, and then I was busy with our mission. I was doing things and you know, going here, going there. I was so busy, I seldom ate at home with my family. I neglected them. And uh, I thought I was doing God's will. So I was working hard. You know, and then I decided, oh, I'm working too hard, and what I need to do is to take a more important job. <laughs> and so um, I got a call 
from uh, an organization in the States, and they said, um, would you come and join us? I thought, hmm, you know. I said, well, I'd really like to do that. I had buck up gone. I had eyes on the top of my head, and I thought, well, you know, um, I could, um, that would be important. <laughs> I could I could bless many people. <laughs> I could travel here and travel there. It seemed awfully good to me. That's what I wanted to do, you see. I thought more highly of myself than I ought to. Now, Romans chapter 12 says that's not the right way. <laughs> said, don't consider yourself so, so grandiose, uh, but, but take a little bit of salt <laughs> and, and think of it in the right way and see yourself no better than anybody else. You know, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, I said, well, that's for other people, not for me. But I uh, took, took that job interview quite seriously. And so I uh, began to pray. And one day I prayed, and it was right. And I thought God was telling me to do that. And then one day I took it, and, and, and God was telling me it was not right. And I ignored that. <laughs> and so finally, on one day when I prayed, and it was right, I called him. And I said, I'll take the job. <laughs> and then it didn't take very long. Uh, I began to feel like, hmm, I don't think, how am I going to do that? I'm going to lift up my family, take them back to the States. Uh, I'm going to sacrifice the relationships here, the friends that I've made, the people that trusted me, and all those things. And I began to feel a little remorse. And finally, I had to call them and tell them I'd made a big mistake. That wasn't fun. <laughs> uh, it was kind of embarrassing. It was terribly embarrassing, in fact. Uh, but, 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 you know, that's how I really began to discover myself. I had a hongan. I had the red eye. I was looking out for myself. I was working for merit. Uh, the scripture says that, uh, um, let's see if I can remember. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. And I'll translate it. <laughs> said uh, we're, we're saved by grace and by faith. And that not of ourselves is not works, lest anybody should boast. That's what the scripture really says, and that's what it really means. You don't earn your salvation. God gives it as a matter of grace. Not because we deserve it, because he loves us. You know, somehow I hadn't really found that enough for myself. And I began to feel ashamed of myself. I should. <laughs> I really should. Because God was trying to, he, he gave me a place to, 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 to be, a place that I had come to love in many respects. But I was looking out for number one. I thought, well, God has made it. I've been so busy. I've been so involved. And I need rest. And I need bigger things to do. <laughs> Tola. <laughs> it's terrible that people do it. But that, that was me. I'm telling you, you know, I'm giving you a clear witness to what happened in my life. I'm so thankful I didn't go. God gave me many more wonderful experiences with many wonderful people that blessed my life far beyond what I could have found anyplace else. I don't like the Western churches that much either. It was hard, you know. Here I thought I deserved more, but I didn't deserve anything. What God does for us is undeserved. And that's what this parable teaches us. He's fair. He's just. He gives everything we need far beyond what we require. He does it in a way that gives us dignity. 
and purpose. That's what he paid those people at the end of the day to let them go home with their families and say, I earn money today. I'm supporting you. I'm caring for you. You know, and many of them could not because they didn't have employment. But he gave them employment. And that's what he does for us and for our church. He comes to us to say, I need you. I want you to work for me. He comes at 9 o'clock in the morning. He comes at 6 o'clock in the morning. He comes at 10 o'clock in the day, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and 5 o'clock. His work is never finished. He's got so much to do. So many people all over the world. Our church is a missionary church. It tries to take the gospel to as many people as possible. God is present. He's working in your life and mine. And he wants workers who are willing to take him for the pay that he gives. We don't earn merit. We can never come to the point where God takes us because, hey, you're one of the best. (laughs) He didn't say that. He says to everyone, you're the best. He loved all of us the same. And he wants us to follow him and to be his disciples. How wonderful God is. He looks at his world. He sees their needs. And he sees that all of us are welcome and needed. And he'll use us. He uses everybody available. Isn't that what this parable teaches us? He's teaching the church, I can use you. Can you be used? Are you willing to take my employee? Are you willing to be my servant? Are you willing to take responsibility beyond yourself to care for others, not just for your families, not just for the church, but for the whole world? You see, that's ultimately what the gospel tells us. That go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is what God wants us to do. How he cares for us. How he loves us. How he loves the world. And all of those who have not yet known him. Many of us have relationships with many other people. Our families. Our work colleagues. And even in Hong Kong. And in Malaysia. And in Singapore. And various other places where they're predominantly Chinese people living. But he's also got a lot of people in the world who can't speak English, who can't speak Chinese, but he wants them too to find out. And sometimes we have to take the challenge to learn other languages, to do other things, not because we're good, not because we're capable, because God wants us and gives us that capability. It's grace that he takes us and puts us in his work and uses us in places where we never dreamed of. Sometimes we have to dream great dreams. We have to see things with God's eyes. You know, not with the red eye that looks for yourself and says, you know, what did I give and what did I get back? Not that at all. But rather, what is God giving to us? What has he presented to us already? How he's saved us. How he cares for us. And how he has blessed us through our lives up to this point. Can you remember the blessings you received past week? Can you give thanks for those? Can you realize that God was working in his vineyard? He had you as one of his persons who was employed. And were you working faithfully for him? Were you caring for him? Were you doing what he wants you to do? Were you being used of God for his kingdom's glory and work? Or serving yourself? That's what I had to find out. God help me. I have no way of repaying him ever. 
I can't repay him for his goodness, for keeping me in Hong Kong the many years that he gave me, and, and for protecting me, for saving me, for helping me to find sustenance, support, life that I didn't deserve. I can't ever work enough to please him, but I could work because I love him, because he loved me, and he gave me that opportunity. That's what God's kingdom is like. That's the glories and the glory of being God's child. He loves you. He loves me. He cares for us and all of our needs. And so he gives us dignity, purpose in life, letting us work with him. God is good. God is great. Let us serve him with all of our hearts. Let's bow for prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for your blessings and care for us. We thank you that you love us with an everlasting love, that you take us just as we are, and you help us to become what you want us to become in order that your world may be witnessed to. Because we have experienced you personally, we know you as our Lord and Savior, and there's so many who do not. Lord God, have mercy upon us, Help us that we may see more clearly, that our church may have more of a vision of where it should be going, how we can witness to others who do not know you, how we can bring them into your kingdom because we are workers worthy of hire because you chose us, not because of ourselves. So we pray, Heavenly Father, you'll bless this congregation, each person here today. You'll give to them yourself that they will know you even as we know you. That each person will be able to see with God's eyes the whole world and not just their own selfish interests. Help us, our fathers, to be forgiven and to confess our sin that you might forgive us. But give us, our Father, a new sense of vision, a purpose for our lives, the direction that we're going, that we can accomplish your work in your world and bring honor and glory to you in Christ's name. Amen.